Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer. In the Oil Patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bilotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch. And welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto. Kim, welcome to the Oil Patch this week. How's everything been? Busy, busy, busy. You know, we're trying to close down the end of the year. Had an amazing release of uh, Shell Magazine, Harold Ham. Great, great guy, great story. And we're excited about uh, our state of energy, which is uh, next right. week. Yeah, next week, right around the corner. You know, I'm so excited because we're going to be there in the oil patch covering this event as well as doing some networking introducing people to one another to help grow and flourish their business and of course what a great topic we're going to learn about energy and how it affects our lives in this disruptive market absolutely and last year it was a packed house it was last year was full and sold out standing room only i'm sure that it's going to be that way again this year as the market is starting to pick up some steam again and things are getting busy out in the Eagle Ford, it, it's good. this is going to be a great show. It is October the 12th, and it'll be at the beautiful Omni Corpus Christi Hotel. Um, it will be a luncheon this year, and uh, they can go to the ccredc.com. Again, that's ccredc.com. Dot com, which stands for the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation. And there is a tab there that says State of Energy. Click on it. You can purchase your tickets right then and there. Well, and with that, Kim, I think it's time we catch up with our resident expert, the one and only David Blackman. Thank you, Alvin. And today we have back on the show our energy expert, David Blackman, who's with DB Energy Advisors. David, welcome back to End the Oil Patch. Thanks. Happy to be here. So, you know, David, back in September, OPEC announced it had reached a, uh, an agreement that scaled back production. And um, it seems to be a great deal of confusion as to actually what they agreed on. So can you give me some clarification on what happened on that announcement? Yeah, well, it, it actually was pretty simple, and it got misplayed uh, in, in the media quite a bit. Uh, as a firm agreement, what, what actually they agreed to in principle was to cut back the overall production levels, the total production levels of all of the member companies in OPEC to uh, 32.5 million barrels of oil per day, which is about a third of the global supply, and which would be uh, right about what the cartel produced in July of this year. Um, but what they didn't agree to was any of the details uh, in terms of you know, which country would get to produce how much. And uh, they put all of that off, uh, all the detail work off, until their next formal meeting uh, on November 30th, at which point they think they'll be able to reach a final uh, agreement on all the details. Well, what do you see as the main roadblock in getting to that point, if if there is any? Oh, there's plenty. Um, <laughs> uh, first of all, you, you have uh, uh, Libya and Nigeria. Uh, both countries, you know, uh, have ongoing civil wars and uh, have earlier this year had an awful lot of a big portion of their country's production taken offline due to the internal conflicts. And um, 
Libya is producing about half of what it's capable of producing right now, and Nigeria is a little bit more than that. But both of those companies, you know, have plans to raise their production uh, by a total of about 800,000 barrels a day between now and the 1st of, of 2017. So, you know, that's one of the things uh, OPEC has to account for uh, is are they going to allow those two member companies to continue to increase their production? Then you also have Iran and Iraq, both of whom also have been uh, uh, steadily ramping up their production over the last year and have announced plans to to increase even more between now and 2017. And so you have that going on. Um, and who's going to make up the difference? Uh, you're talking about uh, an overall 700,000 barrel a day cut in OPEC's total production that has to be somehow gotten to and who's which companies are going to be willing to be the countries excuse me not companies countries are are going to be the ones willing to cut back their own production so that these other member countries um can increase their production and and i uh it's just hard to see frankly how that all happens uh, over the next uh 55 days but you know we'll see david the this announcement alone caused the price of oil to move up significantly, and do you think we can expect that to continue? And, and I think what I'm really asking, does OPEC still really have the influence to control the world price of oil? Well, let's take the second question first. Um, you, you know, I think OPEC does have influence to, or, or the power to influence the price of oil in the short term, uh, over a, a period of a few months. And and so that's what they're trying to do. And you're right, uh, in the first five trading days after they made their announcement, um, the price of oil uh, jumped up by about 8%, 9% on the global market. And that was at a time when the dollar was actually strengthening against other currencies. And that normally, uh, when that has been happening, we've seen the price of oil go down. So they've created a, a very bullish environment on the global market uh, by making this announcement. Uh, and I, you know, uh, given everything that's going on, uh, I don't know why we wouldn't expect the, the price to at least hold where it is or move up even a little more between now and November. I saw Goldman Sachs uh, earlier this week said they thought it would go up to about 55 before uh, November 30th. So maybe it will. Um, the question is going to be then what's going to happen <laughs> if it goes to 55 here in the United States, well, what's going to happen with all the shell producers is they're going to start activating idle rigs and start drilling a bunch more wells uh, because, you know, at $55 a barrel, they can make money on a lot more potential drilling pro- projects than they could at 45 So you're going to have a lot of oil starting to come on the market here from the United States in between now and November and going forward. And that is going to put a damper on OPEC's ability to make the price go up much further than that. Mm. Well, so does that also, in lieu of all these things that are occurring, does that change anything for the United States? I mean, does that continue to put us in the driver's seat of being the swing producer, or does it limit the United States of being the swing producer? Well, I think, (laughs) and I, I hate to be the bringer of bad news, but uh, it just seems to me that we're in a situation where, you know, if OPEC really wants to make the price rise, they're going to try these production cuts, or at least to announce production cuts. Uh, And then if the price goes up to a certain level, 
we're going to have a lot more rigs come onto the market here in the United States and a lot more oil be produced as a result, and that's going to cause the price to go back down. And so you're going to have this seesawing process like we've had with the price of natural gas. Uh, every time the price of natural gas gets to $3 to bear, uh, an MCF or higher, uh, you know, the, the U.S. industry activates uh, more drilling rigs and starts drilling more wells, and the price goes back down. And I'm afraid that we're kind of in that uh, back-and-forth pattern where the, the price of oil is concerned. Um because the reality is, thanks to the discovery of all these gigantic shale clays, um, we just have a lot more oil, uh, the ability to produce a lot more oil than there's demand for right now. And um, so, as you said, that puts the United States shale producers uh, basically in the seat as sort of a swing producer. Whenever the price gets to a certain level, they're going to produce more oil, and the price is going to go back down. And um, it's it's kind of hard looking into the future to see when we get out of that mode. Uh, sooner or later, you will, but uh, hard to know when it will happen. It's just going to take some time. Well, quickly changing gears, we had a uh, vice. We had the vice president debate, and I'm uh, just curious who won, who lost, and quickly why. Well, Mike Pence clearly won the debate just in terms of uh, the reception from the public and the press afterwards. He, you know, Tim Kaine um, was very um, kind of hyperactive and, and really rude and uh, constantly interrupting both Pence and the moderator, frankly, um, uh, treating her as if she wasn't even there most of the night. And, and that really reflected badly on him the next day and, and following the, uh, throughout the week. So. You know, for what it's worth, I think Pence clearly won that debate, vice presidential debates, uh, other than the one in, uh, well, even the one in 1988 didn't really make any impact on the election. So, um, you know, it just, it, it is what it is. Whether it has an impact uh, on the election going forward is hard to know. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Pence really had a good night Sunday night, or Monday night, I guess. It well, in my opinion... Just my simple, humble opinion is I think that when we go to the voting booths, we need to just consider if something were to happen to the president, these two men would be the next one in line, and that should be also a consideration when you vote. So, But, David, we're out of time this week. It's always a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we look forward to speaking to you next week on In the Oil Patch Radio Show. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you, David Blackman. Always great having you as our resident expert here on In the Oil Patch. We've got a great guest coming up for you on the next segment. Ian Vasey is the president of the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation, and you are going to want to hear this interview coming up next on In the Oil Patch. Hey folks, join Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine in partnership with the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation for the second annual State of Energy event. Shale Magazine and the CCREDC will welcome industry leaders, business, and community stakeholders for a discussion on the current state of energy sectors that include exploration and production, LNG and refineries, and the industry's future opportunities and challenges in a disruptive market. 
Our keynote speaker will be Karen Harbert, President and CEO of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's Institute for the 21st Century. We'll also have a special panel of speakers that you won't want to miss. It's all happening on October 12, 2016 at the Omni Hotel in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. Doors open at 11.15 and the speakers begin at 11.30 a.m. So get your tickets at the CCREDC website. That's www.ccredc.com. Again, get your tickets at www.ccredc.com. And we look forward to seeing you there. Hey, you, do you want to go to the fastest growing oil and gas mixer in Texas? Ma'am, I'm all for growing my business, so you got my attention, but what is Teak? Teak is the Texas Energy Advocate Coalition, and we hold free business mixers to help businesses grow and network. Is there a fee to join? Not for the next 90 days. It's completely free. So there's no charge to join, no charge to attend mixers, but we do want like-minded individuals to attend who are interested in growing their business and networking. Well, I want to join. Where do I go? You go to shellmag.com slash teak, T-E-A-C, and click the join link. Enter your information and we'll get you set up. So let me write this down. That's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com slash T-E-A-C. Yes. Well, that sounds good. I'll see you at the next mixer. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto. Kim, very special guest in studio with us today, Ian Vasey, the president of the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation. And, you know, we love Corpus Christi. Those guys get it. They understand the industry. And we've got Ian here today, and I think we want to talk about some of the great things that are going on in Corpus Christi. You're exactly right. Ian, welcome to In the Old Patch Radio Show. First thing I want to start off is just asking you, the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation, whew, what Boy, a, that's a mouthful, That's isn't a it? mouthful. But what is it that you guys specifically do, and then what is your role there? Because you came from another place. Okay, yeah. Um, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come and talk about what we do. So we are charged with a couple of things. One being uh, business recruitment, uh, working with new companies to, to bring them into the Corpus Christi area, which is uh, three counties, which is uh, uh, Nueces, San Patricio, and, uh, and um, Aransas County. And uh, what we do is we work with companies that bring in investment, create jobs. Our, our number one priority is creating jobs and payroll that, uh, that help move our economy forwards. Now, the other piece of, that, is, that is just as important is we work with existing companies that are in the Corpus Christi area. Um, we call this business retention and expansion. We meet with existing companies. We understand what their issues are. We understand if something's standing in their way. We do structured interviews with, uh, with company leaders, and we kind of map out what the issues are, and we help develop policies and recommendations that help move our uh, economy forward. Again, everything, it's all things to do with the economy. How do we make it bigger and how do we make it more effective and how do we get more people working and more revenue coming through our area? So as the president of the EDC, you know, a lot of times I think we really don't understand that just the communities of how important a good, strong economic development corporation is to really furthering the growth of that city and continuing to make sure that it is meeting the needs and the goals for the future. It's, it's like herding cats sometimes, you know. A lot of folks are out and different groups are doing different things and focused on their area and, you know, kind of the, the silos that are that are out there. And it's our job to make sure that we're all pointed in the same direction, moving the economy forward, um, making sure that we're on message, making sure that we re- maintain and promote a pro-business attitude, um, making sure that 
all of the partners are are doing things that are business friendly, and that's that's absolutely critical. We are um, a public-private partnership, so we have representatives from counties, from the cities, the city of Corpus Christi, the port of Corpus Christi. Then uh, we have the universities, Texas A&M Corpus Christi and Del Mar College on our board. That's kind of the public side. But we also have the private sector involvement. We have private investors, major companies, major employers that sit on our board of directors. This is the place where we really convene our, our, um, the public side and the private side come together and, and work together to, move, to, to build our economy. Now, um, we, that's just the board of directors, but once a month we also have an investor's breakfast where all of the, the public sector folks from county judges and mayors and people like that, city managers, uh, come together, meet with private sector business leaders. We average about 60 people coming to that breakfast every month, and that's where we talk about what are the, the economic indicators that are, that are affecting our economy. What are the national issues? What are the local issues that are, that are kind of having a direct effect on how we um, operate in business? So that's one of the things we do. We, we kind of convene folks, we get issues on the table, and we make recommendations. And we, in addition to the, to the typical economic development things that, that any other EDC would do. Well, one of the things that Alvin hit on in introducing you is really how important Corpus Christi market is to one, I believe, Texas because of its location and all the great things you guys have to offer. But also the Corpus Christi market itself, the community, the people, the elected officials, and of course the EDC, all of you guys really understand how important the energy sector is to your city. Uh, it's not the same in every other city in Texas. Some cities get it, and you guys are like the leader. And you've had some amazing um, opportunities here recently, and I want to talk about that. Let's talk. Some of the numbers have been 35 to $40 billion in new investment announced within the past five years. Let's talk about what's on the radar for you guys. Let's put this in perspective, Kim. And since 2000, the end of 2010, so the last five years, I'll say, um, on the industrial Gulf Coast, which begins somewhere around Mobile and then kind of continues through and uh, south of Corpus Christi to the border, there's been around $300 billion worth of investment uh, announced and underway projects, major stuff. Um, a lot of that's in the energy sector, and a lot of that is in the petrochemical sector. Um, the Louisiana side, they had about $80 billion worth of announcements and uh, and projects. Um, the, the Houston to Galveston quarter is about $100 to $120 billion. Now, little old Corpus Christi by itself is about $35 to $40 billion. So we've been punching above our weight in terms of new investment. And a lot of this is very much driven by the Eagle Ford, um, the, the shale plays, and, and also the, the, the Permian as you get further inland. And the, the reason that this is important is all of those pipelines and that pipeline infrastructure um, and the, 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 the discovery and the, the extraction of that natural gas and that oil is coming basically downhill um, to the uh, by the pipelines through to the Corpus Christi area. We've got the port of uh, Corpus Christi that's the fifth largest port in the United States. It is the energy port of the Americas and we are continuing to build that. Um, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little bit of a wild ride. Well, I do we do need to take a quick break, but I want to come back and pick back up on what is coming into Corpus Christi. So we'll be right back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Hey folks, join Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine in partnership with the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation for the second annual State of Energy event. 
Shale Magazine and the CCREDC will welcome industry leaders, business, and community stakeholders for a discussion on the current state of energy sectors that include exploration and production, LNG and refineries, and the industry's future opportunities and challenges in a disruptive market. Our keynote speaker will be Karen Harbert, President and CEO of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's Institute for the 21st Century. We'll also have a special panel of speakers that you won't want to miss. It's all happening on October 12, 2016 at the Omni Hotel in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. Doors open at 11.15 and the speakers begin at 11.30 a.m. So get your tickets at the CCREDC website. That's www.ccredc.com. Again, get your tickets at www.ccredc.com, and we look forward to seeing you there. Managers, bosses, supervisors, hey, flu season is here. Don't let the flu bug bite your employees. Banish sick days and keep your workforce strong, healthy, and productive with Baptist Healthy Solutions, your answer to convenient and affordable health care that comes to you. Our mobile health unit delivers on-site, state-of-the-art, comprehensive care that keeps your employees healthy from the day they're hired till the day they retire. Trust Baptist Healthy Solutions with your workforce health care needs. Health care that comes to you. Call 866-334-2485. Again, that's 866-334-2485. Oilfield Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, any time for your automotive or oilfield equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil-filled parts for your fleet maintenance needs, oil-filled experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil-filled experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey alongside Kim Bellotto and our special guest in studio today, Ian Vasey from the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation. Ian, I'm glad I got that out in one breath. You know, I still struggle with it. We just call it the EDC. Well, you know, I wanted to get back on topic before the break. We were discussing how much Eagle Ford and the really Texas oil, uh, the shale revolution that's occurring has really impacted uh the Corpus Christi market. And so you were discussing before break how much all the pipelines and oil coming is is having an impact here in Corpus. So can we get back into that? In what ways has it, um, is are there new projects slated to come into town? I mean, I know you had some media coverage uh, that I came across. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on in oil and gas in Corpus. Okay, so you know that uh, Chenier is building uh, a $15 billion LNG facility in uh, San Patricio County, which is right on the La Quinta Channel, which is our north side of the bay. Um, TPCO is the Tangent Pipe Company. that it, They are building a uh, billion dollar. They're almost finished, and they're, they're moving forward on their second phase, and they should be done with that one by June, July next year. That's a billion dollar uh, seamless pipe company, which is very much tied into the, uh, to the oil and gas business. Vostalpina, they actually uh, just started uh, production last week uh, of their first phase, which is a hot briquette iron. So they're bringing in iron ore, unloading it from ships. So they're bringing it in from South America. Uh, unloading it. Um, they're running it through uh, basically, in a sense, really, really big ovens and, um, and processing it, removing the oxygen. And they are um, building the, one of the building blocks of the steel industry, which is, uh, which is kind of highly compressed, very pure um, iron briquettes, which they're going to be using. And um, they supply um, 
basically a lot of the steel to uh, to a European and Mexican company. So we're, we've got that project. That's that's close to a billion dollars. And uh, M&G Plastics, the large privately held Italian company, is well under construction on our Inner Harbor location. They are um, doing PET, which is plastic pellets, and they're actually hiring a lot of folks right now. They're ramping up the, in fact, I was checking with their HR director uh, about two weeks ago, and they had one of the first tranches of about 80 people in training. for. So they're going to be adding several hundred over the next next couple of months. Oxy's adding a billion dollars. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, you joke about these things you know five six years ago i would be sitting there going you know give give my left arm for a hundred million dollar project and now we throw around numbers like with bees behind them a billion dollars here and a billion dollars there like it's and, nothing and, and, you know what's a billion dollars between friends so and we've got some more things in uh, in the pipeline we're working hard on some some other deals and uh, um you know hopefully the ball bounces our way on some of those and but we're we're trying to be very competitive now one of the things that you have not brought up Ian, is there was a little bit of media that was released on a potential opportunity for ExxonMobil. Can you talk to us about that at all? Oh, um, I'm going to have to be very careful what I say on these things. Um, I will say, repeat what the company's release is, is that they are looking at building a world-scale ethane cracker facility, which would be to make ethylene glycol and uh, and plastic uh, plastic pellets essentially uh, polyethylene. Um, we are in on a short list for that project. Um, without giving too much away, the other there there are two locations in Louisiana and two locations in South Texas. Um, the the Corpus Christi area and the um, Victoria area are being studied. They're, the company is going through, as with any world-scale project, it's, they're going to be going through months and months of evaluation, engineering, feasibility studies. And I, I think the, that, you know, getting Exxon and their partners into the, into the area would be a, a, a very good addition to our economy. I mean, when you, when you talk about these large world-scale facilities, you're talking about billion dollars worth of investments. Um, those kind of projects have a, have a very long-term effect on your entire economy. I mean, it's not just the direct spend from the companies, it's the suppliers and everybody, everything from the local construction industry through the through the guy selling sandwiches down the street. Right, you everybody know? benefits. Everybody has an opportunity to do it. Now, these pr- kind of projects have to be done in a very thoughtful and, and systematic way. You want to make sure that you are managing everything from environmental issues and, and, and it, that things are done in a state-of-the-art way. You also need to make sure that you are ramping up things, uh, workforce training programs. We haven't talked about that. Workforce is the number one issue that I think we're going to be facing in the next probably 10 years in the industrial Gulf Coast. you mean? Making sure that people are getting the right training to be able to walk into these jobs. Now, if we're fortunate enough to, uh, to, to be selected by, by ExxonMobil uh, for this project, it could lead to thousands of construction jobs, thousands. I mean, you know, five, 10,000 jobs right there and, you know, several hundred permanent jobs. The good thing about these jobs is they are primary jobs that are high-paying high jobs, $90,000 to $100,000 salaries. That coming is out of the, so awesome to think about that folk, area, getting those kinds of jobs. You know, Alvin probably likes this one. Those are the folks that are going to be buying cars and trucks, and they're not bu- they're not buying the cheap ones there. They're buying the, you know, the tricked-out F-150s. And those exactly. Are the, and I want to stay on workforce 
when we come back from the break, but unfortunately, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey, alongside your host, Kim Bellotto, visiting with Ian Vasey from the EDC, and we'll be right back. Psst. Hey, you. Do you want to go to the fastest growing oil and gas mixer in Texas? Ma'am, I'm all for growing my business, so you got my attention, but what is Teak? Teak is the Texas Energy Advocate Coalition, and we hold free business mixers to help businesses grow and network. Is there a fee to join? Not for the next 90 days. It's completely free. So there's no charge to join, no charge to attend mixers, but we do want like-minded individuals to attend who are interested in growing their business and networking. Well, I want to join. Where do I go? You go to shellmag.com slash teak, T-E-A-C, and click the join link. Enter your information and we'll get you set up. So let me write this down. That's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G dot com slash T-E-A-C. Yes. Well, that sounds good. I'll see you at the next mixer. Hey, oil and gas friends. Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the Kalig Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656, and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, Call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can always email me, abailey at kaligauto.com. That's abailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, at kalig, K-A-H-L-I-G, auto, A-U-T-O, dot com. I look forward to seeing you down the road. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. I'm Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto, visiting with Ian Vasey from the Corpus, we'll just call it the EDC. And Ian, when we went to break, we were talking workforce. And, and I want to expand on that just a little bit. And let's look five years into the future. How does Corpus's workforce and, and the available training for, for, the, for skilled labor stack up against some of the other sites that you're competing for? Right. Right. So some of these big projects. Well, you know, Alvin, you're absolutely right. Um, When you build a, um, you know, billion dollar plant in these industrial uh, of an industrial nature, number one criteria that uh, we get asked for is tell us about the labor force and and the availability to to both recruit and train skilled workers for these uh, these types of jobs. Now, um, we're very fortunate to have a couple of key um, assets in place on the ground. We've got Del Mar College, which has a very, very strong vocational training program. In fact, Southern Business Development Magazine uh, a few months ago named them one of the top three uh, vocational training programs in the state. 
state of Texas, which was a, a good honor for those folks. We have the Craft Training Center of the Coastal Bend, which is uh, which is basically funded by um, five of the largest co- industrial contractors in the in the region, and they came together and they do everything from training on welding, um, pipe fitting to plumbing and uh, and crane operations. That's a fantastic facility. If you haven't checked that out, you really need to to take a look at the Craft Training Center. And then we're working on the professional side as well. Um, We're actually going through a process right now to uh, work with uh, Texas A&M at Corpus Christi um, to build the um, industrial and civil engineering programs. In fact, we're using local type A uh, incentive money to help them build that facility. You know, when we think about industrial and civil engineering those are absolutely critical skills when you're when you're starting to to prepare sites and understand those um, and then industrial engineers there's a huge demand for those kind of folks so that's one of the things we're currently working on workforce is absolutely is number one issue and and we we have some great partners workforce solutions of so the coastal bend runs point on a lot of that and working with the the state to secure grants for for specific training programs for 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 the companies that are coming in what we, we recognize it's going to be an issue you know, in the next probably 10 years, 20 years, if you don't have the skilled workforce in place, you're going to lose the economic development game. It's simple as that. Well, but let's let's talk five years. How do you how do you plan your need for people with with four year degrees? Five years from now. Sure. It, it, you know, the next five years are going to be very interesting and very telling in Corpus Christi. Um, we've got a number of these new plants that are coming online. That we, We've talked about M&G. We've talked about Chenier. Chenier is a really, really big deal. Um, and we've talked about Vosalpina. Those folks need to be able to, to ramp up, prove that they're under construction, that we've got the workers to be able to do it. Hopefully some of these other deals that, that we're, we're competing for right now, will, the ball bounces our way, as we say. Um, but we need, to be, we need to achieve scale. You know, when we talk about training programs at, say, the Process Technology Program at Del Mar, by the time you, you kind of add all the certificate programs and the non-credit and the, and the credit programs, the associate degrees, you know, they're, they're probably graduating somewhere at around 600 students a year from the various types of programs that are related to industrial operations. That, you know, the, the old jobs we'd, call, we'd all call operators, the training programs for that. I think if we doubled the size of that program, we'd still probably not necessarily be— uh, Have enough people. Yeah, and we're—, in, we're better positioned than so many of the other ones. I mean, well, and, the, and there's the, a, there's a need for for other types of STEM degrees as well. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, we're, we're gonna we we we've worked with the the university at uh, on their. Um, structural and uh, and mechanical engineering program several years ago. We're currently working on that civil and industrial engineering piece. And I think the next pieces of the puzzle, are, we need to build towards that full engineering suite, which which could be chemical and petrochemical engineering down the line. We're going to need those. We're going to need more people. You know, that's not to take anything away from, you know, the, you know, I, I, have, uh, <laughs> I have a degree in urban planning and political science, you know. We, we, do we need less of those folks? Yeah, we probably need a lot more of the kids that are coming in you know in the stem fields this is the thing that we haven't done a great job as in texas of communicating is that we need to catch the kids that are in middle school and in high school level and tell them that you know in the vocational skills and the STEM fields, you'll make a lot more money and there's a lot more job opportunities than, you know, coming out and working in a coffee shop. You know, you get a you get a two-year welding degree, the chances are these kids at 20 years old are coming out and making $60,000, $80,000 a year, plus overtime 
and things. You can make six figures by the time you're 22 years old. And, and learning that trade, you're, you've got sustainability. As long as you stay healthy, right. you can work. Yeah. They, they can't take that away from you. Absolutely right. One of, the, one of the things that I want to discuss is just basically Corpus being this outstanding business environment. And what I mean by that is just we all have petrochemical manufacturing. You have large-scale fabrication, marine research, maritime shipping, plus – New you bridge. have tourism. We've got a new bridge coming online as well. That's going to open up some opportunities. We've got the the world's second largest or um, um, type of this type of cable stay bridge that's that broke ground last month. I mean, and in it five is years beautiful. Time, I, I saw the the, the uh, pictures. That's pretty of cool, it. It's isn't amazing. It? But that is why Corpus Christi has been named the All American City. When we come back from the break, I'd like to get on the topic of why have you guys received that name to help our listeners understand how really outstanding the business environment is in Corpus Christi. We'll be right back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine is the one-stop shop that'll keep you in front of the customers that you need to grow your business. So let's start growing your business in Texas. Email us info at shalemag.com or you can call us 210-240-7188. And welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside Kim Bellotto, your host, and visiting today with Ian Vasey from the Corpus EDC. And Ian, when we went to break, we were we were talking about Corpus being really, it really is a great all-American city. Let's talk about, let's tie together how is Corpus being an all-American city, how do you how do you use that to attract some of these big projects to your area? You know, we are aggressive. Let, let me start with the premise that if you're not out trying to to pursue and out there on the road on a regular basis pursuing um, kind of the, these big projects and getting in front of folks, you've you've already lost. If you sit back and wait for deals to come to you, you you're done. So we are aggressively out there on the road. We communicate everything from um, our messaging in terms of our business-friendly climate and the, the fact, you know, we had a company get back to us a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of months ago now, and what they told us is they said, what set you apart from, from some of the competing cities is you guys all knew how to play well together. So you had everything from the both, co- both counties that were involved, the city of Corpus Christi was involved, the port, uh, city, of port, uh, city of Portland, the port of Corpus Christi. We were all playing together. We were all knew what each other's role was. And that's something that if, you, if you're operating in silos, you, you don't, you, you're not as effective as if, if you're working together as a single team. So that, that, that's something that, that's very important. I've got somebody out on the road on almost on a regular basis. In fact, we're going to be, um, we're going to be, um, we had somebody in, in Mexico meeting with companies this last week. Um, I'm going to be up next week in Dallas uh, uh, presenting to um, um, the Great States Investment Summit. We're going to have folks in um, in Cleveland later on this year. We're going to have uh, recruiting missions out on the road meeting with companies that are identified in the Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan area. Um, so, yeah, we're out there. We're, we talk about our, our business-friendly climate. We, we have the data to back it, back it up and what our tax rates are and various things. We also talk about labor availability, how fast we can recruit and how we can train people. But the other piece that we're just starting to get into 
is um, is building a qualified sites program. You know, 20 years ago when I started doing this, we'd get a fax that came through and a company would say, over the next six months, we're gonna try and find a site. We'll spend another six months doing the env environmental and engineering characterization. And then we're gonna spend a year building it. That doesn't happen anymore. The velocity on deals has got so much faster. We get an email that comes in that says, from a company or site selection firm that says, give us a proposal. We need to find a site by the next within the next 30 days. It better have all of the questions answered, otherwise we're eliminating the process. The, the thing people don't realize in economic development is you don't really win deals. You're the last person to be eliminated from the process. So if you're sticking around in the deal with the adequate information, you know, you, you, you hang around and you have a better win percentage. Moneyball economic development, right? So we are um, building this program to pre-identify sites, understand where what the characterization is, understand where pipelines are, rail is, wetlands, all of that, even pre-negotiating some of the prices. So we've got a statement from the owner that says, I will sell you this at X. And when the, when the RFP comes in from a site selection firm, I can hit it right there with a, yes, we've already evaluated and we think the site works for your property. I think that's going to be a differentiator between us and, and some of our competing cities. So it's almost build it and they will come. You know, well, no, characterize it and hopefully give them the right information so they can make the decisions themselves. You know, the, the days when economic development was, you know, slapping people on the back and giving them a smile and a handshake – that's, that's, that's over. Done. You know, the people who are providing accurate data, it needs to be 100% accurate 100% of the time. And up to date. And absolutely up to date. We spend a lot of time and resources. We work with a lot of engineering companies and real estate companies to identify sites and to, and to kind of characterize them and put that accurate information in front of our clients. Well, you know, Ian, I want to say that um, I... I basically did some research before you came on. And, you know, Southern Business and Development Magazine ranked the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation as the number one top economic development agency in Texas we were in one April of the top, 2016. We were, one of the, we were one of the top four. So there, there was us, um, Greater, uh, the Austin Chamber, Greater Houston Partnership, and I think the Fort Worth Organization. So well, those aren't bad we were, to be included with. No, we were very pleased with that. And, you know, it's, um, you know, sometimes we don't even notice. We've got our heads down too much and, you know, cranking numbers and playing with spreadsheets and things like that. So it's every now and again, it's nice to be recognized. We really appreciated them doing that. Well, you know, the, the same magazine, Southern Business and Development Magazine, also ranked the Port of Corpus Christi was named in 2016 the best for the location site, for yeah. exporting as well you guys our listeners if you're interested in going to corpus there's plenty of jobs it's a great place to live the future is really it's a rosy wonderful place to live i love it it's it's a really cool place to live you know somebody said to me that that you know you can tell when somebody lives in a place whether they that they plan on being buried there or not and i have a secret wish that i want to have a viking funeral not anytime soon out into the bay with somebody shooting an arrow off into the and that, that that'll be the way i want to go very interesting. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Being from Louisiana, you, you've also found that the gumbo is pretty good in Corpus. You know what? We love it. Actually, actually, there's there's a few a few of us around, and you know, the only thing we're whining about right now is LSU's football performance. But you know, it happens. Well. Ian, we'd like to thank you for coming in today, sharing with us some projects that the EDC is working on, how great Corpus Christi is doing. Last question real quick. With the Port of Corpus Christi being the big guys in the room, if you will, because they're just such an important, uh, you know, 
they're such an important thing to have. Is this the number one driver of almost everything that's happening? Is it the Port of Corpus Christi? Which it's you, it's a whole bunch of things, actually. It's, you can't put your finger on it and say this is one thing. We are very fortunate that the stars have come into alignment. Um, it's, the, it's the low natural gas prices. It's the availability of the shale oil. It's the proximity of that. It's the infrastructure. We're very fortunate to have that the, the deep water channel and one of the largest ports in America. We're very, very fortunate to have that. We, we have some good rail access. I mean, it, you can't just say it's one thing or another. The it's port everything. is an absolutely critical player. Let me be very clear about that. But at the same time, it's a bunch of factors. Not one. Th- you don't. You don't stand on a single peg. You know, you, you have to. If the, the economic strength of our area is the diversification of everything from the number of employers, the number of of, uh, of different attributes that are on that are around the area, the the physical and the uh, and the uh, the the tax structure. I mean, we're in, we're just in a very fortunate place, and I mean, we're going to continue to build on that. We're not going to be complacent. We're going to fight like it's you know. Like, every deal is the like most every important deal. deal. Is right there. And, I mean, we want to make sure that uh, we are getting the share of investment for our residents and our citizens. We want those jobs. We want that revenue. We want that payroll coming in into our area. And, you know, so every restaurant, every car dealership, every, every store be- sees the benefits of what we are doing. Well, and I, I hope the folks in Corpus and everybody in Corpus understands that another cog in that wheel, Ian, is the hard work of you and your team. You guys you know, have done we're a great just a, job. We're just a small part of that, and you know we're very fortunate to be standing on the on the shoulders of some giants that are out there around here. Well, Ian Basie, thank you so much for coming on today, talking to us about Corpus, um, and we look forward to having you back on the show. Give us an update when you get some information on the Exxon Mobil deal. Notice I'm not the one, I'm only sticking to the script, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Ian. Thank you, guys. And Kim, that's gonna put the wraps on another show this week. Be sure to like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash in the oil patch radio show. Twitter at shale mag. And you know what, Kim? We'll see you next week. That's right. See you next week. Bye-bye. In the oil patch is where together we learn and explore topics that affect us all in oil and gas, business, and in your community. Every week, our host, Kim Bellotto, along with me, Alvin Bailey, will visit with the movers and shakers in this fast-paced industry. You'll hear from industry experts, elected officials, and many more right here on In the Oil Patch.